Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the November 30th edition of the Walker AC Experience. I'm your host, Walker AC, otherwise known as Adrian, to most, some of my friends. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the show. Of course, this show is sponsored by Podbean.com, where you can find all your greatest shows, mainly mine, under WalkerAC76.Podbean.com. That's Walker ac76.podbean.com you can always find us on YouTube under Alexa and all the other platforms all the links will be in the description below first things first happy 200 episodes we have hit in the three years I've done this show our 200th episode and I thank each and every single one of you for making it happen I put post on my Twitter page on my Facebook page soon to be YouTube page as well. 200 um, is a great number. I'm very humbled by it that I made it this far. Um, it has not been a very strong um, show process actually. Started from the ground up, you know, little bitty things here and there, took a brief hiatus, came back, did another hiatus, so on and so on, blah, blah, blah. But now, like I've said before in so many other past shows, rededicated myself to the passion to doing the shows. I've taken negativity, turned it into a positive. I've taken toxicity and I've turned it into something productive. And lo and behold, 200 episodes. It has been tremendous. And as a special thank you to all of my listeners, all of my fans, all of my friends, all of my loved ones, everyone in between. We are having a special 50% off sale under cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E or you can go to cafepress.com sign up with your email you get 50% off some of the Walker AC Experience merchandise just type in Henry the Fox and you'll see the items that are 50% off it is tremendous the holidays are coming up soon so why not have a little bit of Walker AC in your life now see I was going to make another joke but you know, my family's listening to this, so I really can't go there any further. But anyhow, 200 episodes is a tremendous thing, so I salute all of you to a 200 and another 200 more. As far as last week goes, last week was a very good turnout for the show, and who knew talking about my job history would elicit some entertainment, you know, from, from, my, from my fans and friends. Uh, my call center job wasn't all that cracked up to be, but I had this little entertaining moments. So I think I'll tell a little, a little another anecdote about my, my job history because I've always made a joke to all my loved ones and friends that my life inside my life is science fiction. A whole lot of things that have occurred in my life truly <coughs> never happened to anyone else. Now I'll apologize in advance. I'm still recovering from this horrible cough and all the fun things that come along with it. As you know, my little sickness is going around, so 
just be sure you take care of yourself. Take you know, take your echinacea. You know, take your vitamins. Take your OJ. All the fun things your parents have told you to do for years that you never listened to until now when you're older. I digress. But with that, now the main topic of the show is of course a positivity, and in being positive and looking into the brighter things of life. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. We hope all of you and yours had a great Thanksgiving, no matter who you are. We hope you got to spend time with your loved ones, your friends, your family, your animals, everything in between. I had a great Thanksgiving with family. It was wonderful. I'm still full, still suffering from the itis. It's a beautiful thing. And one of the main things I'm thankful for is I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for my family. My family has always been by my side. We have may not always seen eye to eye on a couple of topics, you know, here and there, but what family doesn't? My family has always had my back, you know, as I've done my adventures, traveling the world, going to other countries, being a professional wrestler, doing podcasting, having a child, and just doing everything in between. My family has always had my back, and I'm very thankful for them. I'm thankful for my little one. Granted, he's not little, but I still see him as my little one. I'm thankful for him. Because without him, I wouldn't be centered. I wouldn't be a grounded person. I wouldn't realize what effect I had you know, on people that look up to me. He has kept me humbled, and he has made me proud to be a father. Never thought I'd be a father. I've always made the joke that I can barely dress myself, more or less dress another human being, but lo and behold, here he is. When I first had my son, like I had many of his children, kidding, I only had one. Like I had my first son, I held him in my arms and he peed on me. So I figured with sarcasm and comedic timing like that, I figured I'd keep him. And ever since then, he has emulated all my movements. Um, he's done everything in between and he's been just amazing. He's grown up to be such a great young man. And I still see him as that six-year-old, five-year-old, four-year-old child but as I get older, my in my later years, my gray hair forms, my beard gets longer, my abs turn into one ab. It's wonderful. So I can look back at my life and the influence I had on him and how he's turned out and now the influence he has on me, making me into a better person. I'm definitely thankful for him. I'm thankful for all my friends. Now, it's been told, it's been said that you can count your friends on one hand. And that is true. All my friends I can count on one hand. Everyone else are very close associates. Not to downplay who they are and what they've been in my life and how they've affected me. But my true top five friends, you know who you are. I thank them. Because once again, the support. The being by my side during the good times, the bad times, the ugly times, the miserable times. I thank them. Because without them... I don't think I would have mentally carried on. And it was a great challenge because when you're at your lowest point in your life, you know, your definition of a low point, you see the strong people to come out out of the woodwork to support you. You realize who your true friends are at your lowest point. And those people, those friends who I consider my family, they have come out and been by my side through the good, the bad, the ugly, the nasty, and the miserable. And for that, I'm grateful for. And finally, I'm grateful for my job. Never thought I'd say that because once again, it's 
you know, it's the the sarcastic, the the silly side of you saying, oh, I hate my job, I hate what I do, blah, 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 blah. No, I'm very grateful for my job because I love my job. My job has given me benefits that I never thought I'd ever have. Give me opportunities I thought I'd never have. Because once again, you, people tend to take things for granted. Everybody does it. We take things for granted. With this job that I've been part of for going on almost three years, I am very grateful for, I'm very happy for. I look forward to getting up and going to work every single day. I give my all 100% every single day. There is no part of my job that I slack on because my job has given me so much that I actually love it. And of course, with that, my staff, my bosses, now please don't misunderstand. You know, I don't have friends at work. I've always lived by the motto of your associates aren't your friends. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I just learned to separate myself from my job. I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. When I come home to Castle Walker, that's all get left behind in the dust. I digress again. I'm thankful for my job. And what are you thankful for? Are you thankful for your family? Are you thankful for your job? Are you thankful for your loved ones? Leave a comment down below. So now to the silliness. I guess the call center job was the most entertaining one because you dealt with customers every minute, every second, and you had to turn on the charm. You had to turn on your professionalism to sell yourself, which is really hard to do because I was always told for many years, not for many years, goodness, for many months when it came to that particular job, if you didn't believe in the product, you were not going to sell it. And needless to say, I didn't believe in the product. I didn't believe in the weight loss product. I didn't believe in the um, male enhancement part of that job either. So I guess I didn't succeed because I'm not there anymore. And granted, that job has gone through many of uh, name changes. So I'll leave that up to you to decide. The job I had previous to that was a storage job. I worked for a company uh, called... Um, I think, hey, Jimmy, can we say the name legally? No, we can't? Okay. It was a self-storage place. I'll just leave it at that. Right across the street from Holy Land. And I'm going to say Holy Land because there's a little anecdote behind that too. It was in Orlando working for a storage job. I've never done storage before. I never knew what it entailed. All I heard was just the auction, as you heard on those you know, silly reality TV shows about storage wars and stuff like that. Come to find out, it was a fairly easy, very self-rewarding job. You just rent storage units out to people. You did collections, interacted with the public. And when the time came, you would um, witness auctions. At the time, before the internet did you know, online auctions, our manager, our district manager, would come out and do just auctions, live auctions. They wouldn't talk fast or anything. They would just you know, start the bidding at X amount of dollars and go from there. Now, with the auction process itself, it was tremendous. Because if someone didn't pay their bill, of course, your unit went up for sale. Living in Orlando, we've had multiple angry customers. You know, angry because they couldn't pay their bill, and naturally it was my fault. And they would come with verbal threats, wanting their items back. Of course, bringing no money in return, but wanting their items back. Or tried to join the auction to try to salvage 
what little belongings they had left. It was great. Every month, people will come out, you know, with their trailer hitches and their cigarettes and their beer bellies and coming out when they've been on the auction. And then I would sit in my office and people will come in wanting to get their stuff. And I would say, you owe X amount of dollars. They would get mad and, you know, say evil, nasty things to me. You know, things I should do with my mother and, you know, and things I should put stuff in stick places and not very nice. But in the end, it was very entertaining because it was so unexpected. That job had so much fun to it in a very bizarre sort of macabre kind of way. You know, just just seeing different sides of people when they would come in with their belongings, explaining their life story and working in storage. And just like any other job, you agree to customer and you would ask simple questions like, how's your day? How are you? And people would give you their life story from DNA onto that afternoon. With storage, you would get very graphic detail about why they were storing. They were storing because they got a divorce. They were storing because their husbands cheated on them with the maid and they caught them in bed. And you would get stories like that for about a good 15, 20 minutes. And you would just sit there and nod your head like a doll. Just nod. And get that, and they would get it all out of their system. They would like you for it. And they would get a storage unit. And you would hope they would pay on time. And of course, when they didn't pay on time and get late fees, it was my fault. When they went up for auction, it was my fault. When I would call them and try to save them late fees, it was my fault. It's okay. I assume responsibility for everyone's actions. It's, it's what I do. I'm the bad guy in every story. But it's all right. I don't mind. The pay was really well. And the bonuses were tremendous. On top of that, here's where the Holy Land story comes in. I would go into work at 8.45 a.m. We would open at 9, stay open until 6. Across the street, there was a place called Holy Land. Now, for my people who are not Floridians and have no idea what that is, I'll give you a second to Google Holy Land. Okay, you Googled it? Okay, sweet. Now, for those of you who did not Google what Holy Land is, Holy Land is an adventure park. It's not a theme park. There's no rides. You don't get to sit on Jesus's lap and go on the loop-de-loop. Or you don't go, you know, it's a small Jesus world and get whipped as you go along. Religious humor. Follow along. Holy Land, it was deemed as an experience. Because it was a big musical. They would sing Hallelujah at 9 o'clock. Hallelujah at 6 o'clock. I think I memorized all the words by then being at that job for a couple of years. And of course, you know, they had, you know, the Jesus whipping and they would sell, they would sell memorabilia and they would sell small crosses. It was interesting to say the least. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I wasn't going to slam it because it did its job. It gave everyone that religious experience. It was so loud. That's the only thing you've heard bellowing out of outside of my store was the Holy Land. Now, the meat and potatoes of the story is the character that played Jesus rented a storage unit. I kid you not, he showed up in full garb, minus stuff, the barbed wire headdress. He showed up in full garb, wanting to rent a storage unit. Be still my heart. I met Jesus. Across the street, he came over to my storage company, wanting to rent a storage unit. I never thought in my wildest dreams that when it was time to meet my maker, he wanted to rent a storage unit. And bizarrely, on top of that, he was late making his payments. I had to give Jesus a late fee. Can you believe that? 
And granted, as nice as Jesus is portrayed, he was not very happy paying late fees. And he insisted I waive the late fees. Now granted, if I couldn't waive the late fees for Shaquita and Bob and Tom and Mark, I'll be gosh darned if I can't waive it for the holiest of holiest. And I'm not too sure if when my time comes, I'm not too sure if that'll be held against me. May have to check into that. May have to say penance. I don't know. But I digress. So yes, Jesus stored in my storage unit for about a good eight months. And bizarrely enough, he was late all the time. Nicest guy in the world, but he was just really late all the time. And who would have thought that Jesus would be late on anything? I mean, he created the world. He created us, water into wine, walking on water, but can't pay his bill. I think I really understand why that those all those telethons and they want money for Jesus. So maybe for storage fees. I don't know. Weirdest thing. Anyhow, I digress. So one final story about the storage, and I'll move on to something else. Being in storage you would find that times are hard for people. Times are tough. And we understand that. We're humans. We go through everything under the sun. We lose our job. We lose our home. We lose our apartment. I'm not the first one. I'm not the last one. And it's interesting to see people try to live in a storage unit. Now, mind you, there isn't any power in storage units. There's no plugs, no nothing. It's just a box. You pay money and put your stuff in. A friend of mine never understood that concept. And thinking, thinking back at it, I never understood it either. Because you have a home where you put your stuff in. And then you pay for a box to put more stuff in while you buy more stuff. And then eventually you take all that stuff out and put it right back in your house. Old George Carlin joke. Look it up. But who am I to question what people do with their stuff? It's their own personal. They want to preserve it. Not keep it in their house, though. Weird. So, I would do my morning walks. I would walk the property. I believe at the time it was over 600 units in Orlando. 600 story units. And I would take my little golf cart and walk the property, drive the property, check everything. And I have actually caught a few people trying to live in their storage units. You'd be surprised what you see when someone is changing in their storage unit or trying to wash your bodies in a storage unit, I'll spare you the gory details. It's not pretty. And also, you do have things that pop up in, you know, pop up on your property here and there. This one, a couple of detectives came by my store, with a warrant, mind you, to get inside a storage unit because it was a drug deal in one of my storage units. Pop open the lock of a 5x10 storage unit, and what do I see? I see humongous glad bags full of money and weed. Now, if I, was an, if I was a dishonest person, I would at least try to get some of that. But no, alas, the authorities came and took care of that. So let's see. Let's count it down. We have angry auction people, angry people who couldn't pay their bills, so they blamed me, people living inside their storage units doing God knows what and God knows to whom. I'll leave that up to you. We see drugs in a storage unit. There's a dead body in a storage unit. And also there was other cars in a storage unit. Wait, did we pass by the dead body part? Yeah, there was a dead body in the storage unit. Yep, buckle up, folks. This will be a quick one. I don't want to get too morbid on this positive show. My associate was working with me, and this was the day before my vacation where I was moving myself and my family to Kissimmee in our townhome. That morning, I'm driving around our storage unit on a little golf cart, Surveying the area, we found a vehicle parked 
outside their storage unit with the door halfway open. The storage unit itself was a 10 by 25 storage unit, pretty big, pretty deep. And as we walk in, a gentleman had took all his boxes and formed them in a maze. As you walk through the maze, you get to the very back and there is the gentleman slumped over with a gunshot in his temple. It was tremendous. Not in a good way, but it was tremendous. Needless to say, my associate got some time off to grieve because she was very traumatized. And I proceeded to have my vacation. And oddly enough, I wasn't traumatized by it too much. Because it was kind of a surreal moment to see someone take their own life. And it was very disheartening to know that happened on my watch. My property, my time, everything else in between. Not to sound cold and callous, it was just different. And it made for a great story to tell the missus moving forward. But Hazmat came in, cleaned everything up, and presto changer, everything is back to, back to normal, I guess. And if you ever go to my former storage job location, don't worry, I won't tell you where it is, but you can look it up, Floridians. The story of the man who shot himself is still there. Over 15, 16 years later, it's still there. Quite shocking, but story of my life. Now, how this is going to tie in to the whole holiday, what you're thankful for in a very weird sort of cosmic kind of way, is that all these experiences that I've had, and there will be more to come as the days go on, as much podcasts just keep on going. I'll try to explain more and more, give you a little insight about how I see things and how I experience things. Stuff like this has just given me a very different slant on the appreciation of life. In my previous shows, I have talked about uh, suicide and taking my own life due to things not going my way. Now, as silly as that sounds, sometimes that's what suicide is. Things aren't going your way. And you feel that you can't get yourself out of the hole that you feel like you're trapped in. And you feel like at that particular moment in time, you've fallen into the abyss and you can't get out. And this is the only way out, whether it be whether you're sick, whether you lost something, someone, or just something intangible. You feel that you just can't go on. You feel that is the, the surefire way out. And I've been through that and I've talked about that. And I've had people that I've known experience such a thing. That's something I'll never understand. But knowing that someone took their own life and I was there to see the residue of that, that gave me an appreciation of life itself. I've talked about this ad nauseum in so many of my shows that the appreciation of life is a tremendous thing. As we get older and our time becomes less and less as cliche as it sounds, the longer our memories are, the shorter our life gets. We tend to look back at things more fondly, like a relationship that's gone south. You always focus on the good things in the beginning. When it ends and you're bitter and angry and frustrated, or even if it was a mutual split, you always tend to focus on the good things instead of the bad. Because the bad is always simple to talk about. It's easy. But to focus on the good is the hard part. 
because you don't want to have that memory because that that hurts. It's painful. Or when you lose a job that you love, it hurts and it's painful. Or you lose a car, you lose a home, you know, God forbid you lose a loved one due to a passing. It's painful. I just now, as time has went on, I just appreciated life more and more and more. And it's so bizarre that things have fallen into place at my darkest hour. And now with all the things that I've gained, all the things I've experienced, I have this refresh of life and appreciation of life. This is one of the main things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the ability of life, along with family and friends and little small successes in my life. I'm very happy. I'm very proud. I'm very grateful and everything in between. So this year's Thanksgiving was an even better one because I got to take a step back from myself and just look at looking from the outside and seeing how far I've become and seeing how far I've evolved and seeing how the people around me that I care about has evolved and changed for the better. It's a tremendous feeling. It's a tremendous thing that I can, again, once again, repeat myself ad nauseum. It's one of my many, many flaws is that I can look at a microphone and be totally nervous and have no idea what to talk about and try to write down notes and try to get a format going. But the moment I hit record, everything is wiped out. I don't pay attention to any of it. I just hit record and I start talking because I want to be this podcast genius, this podcast king in this multiverse full of millions and millions of podcasters. I want to be a good one. I don't want to be the best. I don't want to be the top. I just want to be a good one. And that's how I look at my life after this particular Thanksgiving, after everything that I've been through this year, I can say I'm good. I'm actually good. Am I great? Nope. Am I perfect? Not even close. Am I good? Yes, I'm good. My bills are paid, food in my belly, reliable source of transportation, and a good job. Now, will all of this last? Will all of this change? Will things happen in my life to disrupt the flow of the universe of the Walker AC experience? Of course. That's the waves of life. You can't be happy forever, but you can be happy in the moment. And in that moment, you hold on to that happiness as tight as you can. You hold on to that peace as tight as you can. And then when your eyes close, when you hit that pillow... That was a good day. And you wake up and you do it all over again. You don't look at tomorrow. You don't look at next week. You don't look at next year. You don't focus on the what ifs. The what ifs to me is a bad word. Now, I don't believe in bad words because I'm on a podcast, so I can pretty much say whatever I want to without repercussion. <clears throat> don't cancel me. But the only bad word in my vocabulary is what if. Because in terms of the universe, when you say what if, you instantly 
start to worry yourself. Unnecessarily, you worry yourself when you talk about the what if. I'll give you an example. What if my car breaks down? What if I lose my job? What if I lose my house? What if I lose my relationship? What if I lose my dog? Things like that just, to me, always stirs the negative, always stirs the toxicity in you. Now, of course, on the other flip of the coin, you know, what if I had a million dollars in my pocket? What if Pamela Anderson came to my house and never mind. But just you understand where I'm getting at. Is I try not to rest on the what ifs. And I believe that happens with age. Just like everything, like fine wine, we get better with age. That's what I like to believe. I believe that people get better with age. I believe that you know the people I interact with, they get better with age. They continue to evolve. That's been, you know, the thing that I preach the most in my shows. It's just the evolution of humans, the evolution of who you are. Because if you remain one way and never change, I believe you're not contributing to the world. I believe you're not evolving. I just believe you're just a meat with eyes. But once again, this is just my opinion. If you share that too, tremendous. If you don't, that's tremendous as well. All part and partial being human, which is great. And oh, as we close the show here, I would like to thank my enemies. I'll let that hang in the air for a second. I would like to thank my enemies. Now, being at my age, I really don't have enemies. I mean, I may have people that don't like me. I may have people that don't care about me. I may have people that will say, this isn't you. I know who you are. And I know you're A, B, and C, and D. And to most of them, you're probably right. I may be a schmuck, I may be a jerk, I may be an asshole, I may be a self-centered prick, I may be a sociopath, I may be everything under the sun. I may be to them. And I thank them. I thank them because of all the negativity and all the, I guess, the internal struggles that I put upon them or they put upon me. It made me a better person. It made me refocus my life, my priorities, my obligations. The people that don't like me gave me the energy and the strength to continue to do what I do, continue to evolve, continue to me to make better podcasting shows, to open up a clothing shop, to dip in other projects. I can't mention now because... It'll spoil it if I just give you a taste of it right now and it doesn't happen. You know, you never want to be one of those people that go, here's this tremendous thing that's going to happen and stay tuned. No, no, I'm going to keep it close to my chest. And when it happens, I'll let my fans know what it is. But to the people who don't like me, I thank you. Because without you, this show wouldn't have grown. Without you, I wouldn't have been at this particular level and climbing because of you. The people who don't like me, I thank you. And I cherish you and I appreciate you. Because you gave me the kick in the ass to put all the internal struggles I had in me and turn it into something good. And I think that's the theme of the show. Good. I am good. I am thankful and maybe next year, next Thanksgiving, I'll be more thankful. 
maybe more thankful that I have more things, more good things coming my way, more travels coming my way, more life experiences coming my way. Because as I look at my watch, I'm thinking, I think I have a couple more good years left. I think I'm going to do a lot of things. And I'm going to share those things with my fans and my friends and my family and my loved ones. Everybody that has supported the Walker AC experience, I'm going to share all those with you. Because in the end, how do you want to be remembered? When is your time, no matter where it is, when you leave this planet and go to wherever you feel that you're going to go, how do you want to be remembered? And as I go, I want to be remembered as being good. A good person. A decent person. Kind of a, eh, he was all right. That's how I like to be remembered as I leave. And once again, I pose this question to you, my listeners. How do you want to be remembered? Let me know in the comment section below. And of course, as always, you can find us under walkerac76.podbean.com. Sign up with your email. Go under cafepress.com for 50% off merchandise. Do a search under Henry the Fox. That's all you'll see. My merchandise is on sale. If you want a vast variety of more merchandise from Experience by Walker, go to cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E. Support the experience. And of course, reach out to us under slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. And of course, all the links to where you can find my shows, whether it be Alexa, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Everything in between, all that fun stuff is below. And I thank each and every single one of you. I'm grateful. I'm thankful for each and every single one of you for continuing to making the Walker AC the show that it is, the show that it will be, and the show that will it continue to be. Flaws and all, folks. We are here for you, and we'll see you again next week.